What is up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of the Bleeding BNG podcast, episode 89. So I guess we can call this our Santana Moss <laughs> episode. And guess what, guys? To give you a timestamp, as I do for all episodes, today is Friday, August 11th, and football season is finally here. The Washington Commanders actually play an actual football game today. Yes, yeah, preseason, but we made it. We made it. In the words of Drake, we made it. Um, But... With that being such a special occasion, we have a special episode for you today. And in honor of that, I had to bring in the man, the myth, the legend. I had to bring in the Young <laughs> in Charge movement. Linnell Winnehan, 106.7, the fan, and the Team 980. How you doing, man? I'm good, man. I'm good. We got football today, man. So, crazy so day, let, bro. Let's start there. How you feel? We made it. We, we, hey, long, I know, right? It's crazy. crazy. I go, How it's you so, feel about that? It's so crazy, bro. I get geeked up. I've been up since like, since like 7, for real. <laughs> Sitting around playing a game. I feel like I'm about to play today. It's one of those. I can get real, real geeked up for game days. No, nah, for sure, for sure. And I've been listening to you a lot. Um, and before we get too deep into this episode, if you're checking us out on YouTube, be sure to like, be sure to comment, be sure to subscribe. We 80% the 1K. Give me the 1K. I got a 1K giveaway that I ain't gonna tell you too much about until we hit that number. But let's get into this episode. Um, like I said, man, I've been listening to you a lot, and I think that you've grown up, you grew up a Redskin fan. Um, how long have you been a Redskin fan or a Commander fan? It was a Redskins when we liked them back in the yeah, day. Right. Uh, how long have you been a Commanders fan? What made you a Commanders fan? And just tell me about your background as a fan and growing up now working in the media. Yeah, I, I've been a fan since I can remember being a fan, honestly. <laughs> uh, the first Redskins game I remember is uh, we was at the Jets. In like 06, mm -hmm. Patrick Ramsey was a quarterback. <laughs> we, and we lost, obviously. But uh, I just, that's like the earliest of my fandom that I remember. I remember when Sean Taylor died. Like that was probably when I really got connected with the team. Mm -hmm. Like that, that era is when I started knowing what I was talking about for it. Was, I was only like nine, 10 years old, but I used to really, I used to watch Madden or play Madden. I would like announce my Madden game. It was weird. So that's how I got into all this, man. I was really locked in. I wanted to be like a play by play guy. But so I ended up doing the radio thing. I went to school for it. I went to Bethany College in West Virginia. Terrible decision, honestly. I went down, I thought I was about to play football, mm -hmm. but I ended up tearing my ACL. Then I got in the booth. Now I'm here, honestly, bro. It's, it's a crazy story, honestly, man. We, if we had more time, I would I'll go into detail because that's just, my story is a story in itself. I'm waiting for the opportune time to really get, get people hip to how I even got here. No, nah, for sure. And I'll be all in the way. I'll be all ears waiting for that to happen. I actually went to school for uh, broadcast journalism as well okay. growing up. Uh, I ain't necessarily want to be play-by-play, -play, but I wanted to be like a studio analyst working at the yeah. – Talking about games and things like that. And I think that's how we got here. Um, but I think we're close to the same age. I'll be 28 in November. Um, but one thing that we can say is that if we're Washington Commander fans, we're loyal because we ain't seen no good football. No, exactly. <laughs> we ain't seen no good football. That's why I tell the girls I'll be going on dates with I'm like, hey, one thing you can say about me is I'm loyal. I'm a Commander <laughs> fan. Nah, I, won't, I won't cheat on you. <laughs> I won't cheat on you. But enough with the past. Let's move on to the present. And I know you've been boots on the ground at a lot of days in training camp. So just give me your overall team outlook of what you've seen going into preseason week one. I don't know, man. Uh -huh. I'll be like, I know that's a crazy thing to say. That's not why you brought me on, but I don't know. It's it's hard to get a gauge on what they are because it's just practice. Right. Tonight, like you said, the preseason opener, like I feel like we'll learn so much more tonight about what the team is. 
Uh, I know the offensive line is what people are looking at. I think that group is going to be better than what people think because of who they're going up against every day. Uh, when they do run the ball in practice, they get movement in the running game against the first-team defensive front. So I think they're better run blockers than they are pass blockers. I have no clue how the pass protection is going to look because they the D-line hasn't been let off the leash in practice yet. Because if they were, it'd probably be hard to run plays. <laughs> so right. I'm, I'm excited to see, like, what the offensive line looks like in real game action. I know everyone thinks Sadiq Charles is going to get cut. I'm excited for him to come out and improve himself. I think they really love his athletic ability. If he can stay healthy, he got a chance to be like a premier guard in the league. He's a damn good football player. Um, I'm excited to see Sam Cosby. He's looked like the best offensive lineman in camp to this point. Um, watching him versus Deron Payne every day has been a treat. Deron Payne's only beat him like once or twice during, during the entire camp. So, Sam using his athleticism, that's why they moved him inside the guard. We know offensively, and you've been out there a couple of days as well, it's all up. Did my George just die? Uh, you're good. I had the 20% notification. Crazy. If I'm about to check. <laughs> Offense is quick game and screen game, but that's like that, that's like the main principles of like any West Coast system. So it just so happens that our offensive line is bad. So that system is perfect for this team. We saw them do it a little bit last year, uh, week 18 with the RPO stuff. I expect that to continue, but I want to see quarterback because to anoint someone, your franchise guy after 11 completions in a meaningless week 18 game against Dallas is kind of ludicrous. Right. Um, and to be trying to develop a quarterback in year four of a five-year deal is kind of ludicrous. So we'll see what happens. Um, we know Sam is not your your typical fifth-round pick, but I think I think he's he's facing an uphill battle right now, and he's he's still got a lot to prove. Um, we haven't seen him get hit, like I said, and, and we know how the quarterback position works. When you know that you're going to get hit, your footwork speeds up, your processing speeds up, your accuracy speeds up. Uh, that's the one thing in camp um, in terms of Sam that I've kind of been worried about a little bit is how the accuracy is going to fare when he gets pressure. There's a couple of examples in camp where he gets early pressure and the footwork messes up and the ball sails on him. Um just him working on tempo and timing, when to take stuff off of the ball, when to throw it on a on a line, and when to when to give his guy a chance to go get it. I, I think he's growing just like any young quarterback is. I'll be honest with you though, from watching it, this is why I think everyone might need to pipe down a little bit. There's no big significant gap between him and Jacoby Brissett right now. Like I don't I don't buy into that notion. Like I think it's hard to really judge that too because Jacoby doesn't get any work with the ones and the receivers that he's going with. Uh, aren't better than the DBs because Washington is really deep in their secondary. So I'm going to see how both of those guys look. I still don't think the quarterback position is solved. I think Sam has got to do a little bit more to really separate himself because if you're Ron Rivera, why are you not playing the best quarterback? I don't think this is the time to be trying to develop somebody. If Jacoby's the better guy, play Jacoby. If Sam's the better guy, play Sam. I didn't even talk about defense. No, nah, for sure. But <laughs> you, you, you said a couple of things that I wanted yeah. to touch on. Because I actually did a Stock Risers episode. Like you said, I've been to camp about mm -hmm. three days. Um, and you regurgitated the same sentiment that I said. I said that Sam Cosby is the best offensive lineman on this, oh, yeah. on, on this, on this line right yeah. now. And I wanted to touch base on Sadiq Charles. It's crazy that you said that. I know you know the group chat that I'm in with Rio Robinson. And them. Mm -hmm. We were just talking about like 10 minutes ago, 10 minutes before we started this meeting. Sadiq Charles is a polarizing player. Uh, I think I'm on the, the contrarian end of the spectrum where I don't think that he's going to get cut because I don't necessarily think that there's depth behind Yeah, that if you're going to start Chris Paul or Sam Cosme. And I think that um, John Kai mentioned that 
um, Eric Bieniemy likes Sadiq Charles, and I think that has to do with his athleticism. You can't, if you can remember last year, we could not run a screen pass to save our lives. That's yeah, because we had old, old Andrew Norwell and Trey Turner out there. So you right. need guys like that, and I think that's why Sam Cosme is excelling because um, he's a freak of an athlete. If you go look at his art, yeah, it's like he he's a freak of an athlete. I know you you didn't want to touch, uh, you didn't touch on defense. Anything you want to touch base on with the defense before we get too further in? Uh, I, I've been saying this since the spring. I think the secondary might rival the defensive front as the best position group on the team. I think they're really deep. Uh, safeties, you got four guys that I'm comfortable playing, talking about Curl, Reeves, uh, Derek Forrest, and then Percy Butler, who I thought has had a crazy camp yeah. uh, in terms of, like, breaking on the football. I think we'll see Percy Butler unleashed tonight. He is, like, a bat out of hell in the run game and the way he, just, like, screams down. It's good and it's bad because he misses tackles because of it. But week 18 against Dallas, we saw it. Yeah, we saw it. He can get to point A to point B as fast as hell. So I like that about Percy Butler. Uh, One guy on defense that I feel like no one's talking about in camp, I think Christian Holmes has had a really good camp. Mm. Um, Physically, his body was there last year from like a maturity standpoint. Felt like a linebacker. Yeah, he's a big (laughs) dude. So it's all about, you know, him trusting and understanding the defense and working his technique and his fundamentals. I think he can end up being – like a really good corner. There's like competition at the bottom with that fourth, fifth, and sixth corner to me. Um, I know a lot of people don't like Rashad Wild Goose. I think the coaching staff likes Rashad Wild Goose a lot. Um, when they go in that second defensive unit, he's um sometimes the nickel that's on the field. So I think right now, if we were in a game situation, he would be getting playing time if they had an injury at the nickel. Um, but just from the overall like defensive scheme and philosophy, so here's their second year running that max zone that they, they they implemented last year, it's basically every every zone has man principles for real because man to man. William Jackson can never get down. <laughs> exactly, which is crazy. <laughs> That's why that never made sense to me because zone and man aren't that different. Um, <laughs> but I think they're excelling in that. And I feel like this year, man, the secondary is going to take over. This is why everyone was freaking out about, you know, why didn't they go do something at linebacker? They're phasing that position out of this defense. Like they're running a 5-1-5. You know, put one linebacker. That position out. For real, for real. Yeah, and like with the strength of your your personnel is up front and in the secondary. So why play, why put more linebackers on the field if you don't have good linebackers? So I think it's a smart strategy. It might end up being Cody Barton, which is the shock to a lot of people, because I was in the minority on this. I would have I would have cut Jamin Davis. Just because of the close proximity that it was to what happened with the Shades or Everett. You gotta save his life at the end of the day, man. I wouldn't have cut him to like try to hurt the football team. I would have cut him to try to help Jamin because I think he still probably doesn't get it right. Yeah, like I've been, we both young, bro. We both done done some shit and been in some shit. Until you really get a legitimate punishment, you don't really, you're going to go back doing the same shit. So I feel like this isn't the last we heard of that with Jamin. He's going to jail based Mm -hmm. off of what the Loudon, you know, Loudon County don't play, bro. It's VA. So VA don't play. (laughs) Exactly. They're not playing with nobody. So I'm saying if you're going to get smacked or not, because that might end up in like 30 days in jail or it might be something crazy, but. Defense, I think, is going to be legit, man. I, I really like the secondary, though. I think safety and what they're doing with that position, they got so many different guys that can play in the box and in the post. So I think it's going to be a good group. Let's touch there really quickly because you took me somewhere that I didn't really want to go. Well, didn't necessarily think about going in this episode, but I've been thinking about it. Um, like you said, I've been out there. Do you think with the rise of guys like Percy Butler and Aquan Martin, do you think that's why we've seen a delay in like Cam Curl contract negotiations? No, I just I just think that the Josh Harris group, I don't – they have so much on their plate, and they're still trying to figure out what this is. 
But this is the thing. Any any decision that gets made is based off of conversations they have with Ron Rivera. Mm-hmm. So, so a lot of people out there don't like Ron Rivera, the talent evaluator. Ron Rivera, Cam, Cam Daddy talking about he won 19 mil though. You don't think that might be a hiccup in, in negotiations? 19? He's got to prove it. Has he earned yeah. 19 mil? I mean, yeah, I think that's what his father was saying going around on Twitter. Don't I, I believe? Nah, so. Cam Curl's a good player though. Let me let me Great not. Player. I mess with you got four more turnovers though. Yeah, but they got to put him in position to force turnovers. I agree. That's the thing when you're playing in the box a lot. It's hard. You know, that's where he plays primarily, but. I don't think he's your best safety by far. So, like, why would you just because you have other guys doesn't mean you let your best one go? Oh no! I, I see like some of the beat reporters and they just try to mix up drama and think, well, I don't, I don't believe in that. Quan Martin's got to actually play because mm. um, we, I want to see him run fit. I want to see Emmanuel Forbes run fit. It's so different when you're coming from college mm. and they're playing Cleveland tonight. They're playing their starters. They're gonna run the football. It's it's different when when Nick Chubb is meeting you in the hole. It's different when for sure. You know what I'm saying? So I, I want to see the toughness of this defense. Notice last year, bro, and I know you watch the games with a keen eye like, like I do. Everyone wants to talk about the Cleveland game and say that Carson once folded. How about this defense couldn't get a stop when it mattered and couldn't stop the run to save their life? So I want to see about, how they stop the run. I, I was there watching it live. Nick Chubb just put the team on his back in the second. It was half. crazy. Him it and was, it was ridiculous. It was so, ridiculous. I think that defense, to me, we it's a good group. They got a lot to prove to me because I didn't like the way they went out to finish the season. It was back-to-back games. They couldn't stop the run. Sure. Saquon on that Sunday night game was running rough shot in that third and fourth quarter. And then Nick Chubb and Deshaun Watson looked like, I don't even know what to call it. That's what Like Michael Vick and Shady McCoy back then. It was, it was crazy. And that was Deshaun Watson's best game, of course, against us. Of course. That's when Saquon oh. made John Bosley do the stinky leg. It was, it was yeah, man. Oh, it was, oh, it was crazy. crazy. I know you touched on defensive side of the ball and Christian Holmes. Who stood out? Um, and I actually, when we did our 53-man projection, I actually didn't have Christian Holmes making the roster. Really? Just because of the depth of the DB position. Um, You know, they always talk up a guy like Danny Johnson. And, you know, Christian Holmes, I liked him in camp last year, but when he played, he did struggle. I honestly thought that he might have gotten too big for his frame. He was struggling to transition out of his breaks and things like that. But you said he was standing out in camp this year. That's yeah, he's had a couple hear. picks. That's beautiful to hear. Who on the offense has stood out to you? Uh, a, a name that might not be on our radar. That's not on the radar? I mean, I, I just want to give the man his, his flowers because oh, he gets a lot of flack. What you do? Deami's, Deami's been the third best receiver on this football team throughout all of camp. Um, Curtis has had some concentration drops throughout camp. I don't know if people aren't really talking about that, but I see it when I watch. I think when they go in there like traditional three wide receiver sets, Deami might be the third receiver and Curtis might kind of be used as like a gadget guy. His contract's up next year. He's got a skill set that's versatile because he can play in the backfield and play in the slot, but he hasn't been able to stay on the field during like the life of this contract. I think he's in like a total prove it year. And throughout camp, he hasn't really stood out in terms of making plays. Uh, he's had, he's, he's actually messed up some, some really nice Sam Howell throws. It's crazy. Sam like throws his best ball to Curtis and Curtis like, Drops. It's very. Let's call. Let's it's call weird it watching is. Curtis in camp because I'm like, I like Curtis. I know he's shifty. I love him, but he has not lived up to that contract. No, he he's not going to be all. a number two receiver. Like, let's not forget that he's making like 13 million. Exactly. Years. That's my whole thing. Like, it's he might be the number four receiver by the time the season rolls around. And then if if Mitchell Tinsley continues to make plays the way he is in practice, he started to get reps with the first team offense this hmm. week. He got first team reps in the slot. I, I don't think I've heard that. You have it? Look at yeah. the boots on the ground. I, I don't even, there you go, boots on the ground. 
Yeah, man. It, um, he's gotten reps with the first team, and I think in the preseason he's going to be a guy that if you don't see him a lot, it's because they really like. Him. But I think they want to see him prove it too. It might be kind of like Terry's situation, his rookie year. They like Mitchell Tinsley a lot. Oh, and you know why? The yeah. Jahan Dotson effect is in. Yeah, yeah. So they like Tinsley. They gonna give him the Terry effect with the ghost back injury. Like, oh, I don't know why yeah. he's playing. I'm not sure. Exactly. <laughs> but let's move on. Damn, man, my bad. I got. I know this probably sounds horrible in the background. No, you're you good. No, I you're bet. good. Hey, you're fine. Um, now let's move on to some. Um, uh, let's move on to something. Let's play. Let's play a little game. Um, uh, and All this right. pains me to say, uh, because I think this is one of your guys. I think you did. Um, uh, what what is it? Uh, Linnell's two minute drill. I think mm -hmm. you did it with one of his, your guys. Um, but let's move on to um some guys that you think might be a surprise cut on the roster. I don't have many. I think that a lot of the spots are solidified, but let me bounce this one off for you real quick. A guy that I said when they asked me on Twitter, I said that it might be F.A. Obata as a surprise cut. Um, Whoa. Listen, 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 hear me out. Hear me out. Okay. Hear me out. Hear me out. I said that there weren't many, so I'm grasping at straws. I do, I do agree that I'm grasping at straws, but the only reason that I say it might be F.A. Obata is because I think a guy like James Smith-Williams presents a similar redundant skill set where he can shift inside and outside, rush from the three-tech to five-tech position. Um, but I also think that a guy like Casey Tuhill provides the versatility. I think that Casey Tuhill uh, is an elite drop coverage defender. That's something that a lot of people don't pay attention to. But when he I don't want them playing drop coverage, though, Jalen. I hate that. I feel it, but he does it really well. Like, yeah, like let, Let's use him at his strengths. I'm not saying that he's the best pass rusher. F.A. Obata is a better, like, clearly superior pass rusher to Casey Tuhill. The only reason that I said F.A. Obata was the redundancy with a skill set with a guy like James Smith-Williams. And he's a little bit younger. But do you have any, it, any surprise cuts on the roster? Because I've said it's not too many. It's crazy because it's like you pick my brain. Casey Tuhill and James Smith-Williams are going to be surprise cuts if Andre Jones and K.J. Henry have a good preseason. So in terms of Andre Jones, I think he's a lock to make the 53. He's it. got the same pass rush juice that both of those guys have and maybe more. And he can get up and down on special teams because he's a former linebacker. So I think if they're looking at upside, James Smith-Williams is a free agent next summer as well. So I don't really see the reason of keeping him around. He may be able to go somewhere else and get a decent extension because he's got my backup sack production for, for what he's played. Like his sack production is not bad. I think Andre Jones and KJ Henry make this roster. They traded up to get KJ Henry, so I think he's a lock. And then Andre Jones has been a menace during one-on-ones during training camp, and he's had some rushes during 11-on-11s as well. Yeah, those are my two. I think you may see K Casey Tuhill and James Smith-Williams get cut if it's a numbers game along the defensive front. But the linebacker spot, that might be the place you see a surprise cut too. I feel like David Mayo's gone. Mm. It's going to be Kalik, Barton, and Jamin, and they only keep three linebackers, and that's it. Because you got to keep 10, 11 defensive linemen. Mm -hmm. You have to. Like, who are you? My whole thing with that group is like, who do you cut? Because, like, Abdullah Anderson that they signed from Atlanta is playing really well. Uh, the kid Pateo, or Pateo, well, well, however you say his damn last <laughs> name, the Hawaiian boys was really good. And he was good in the week 18 game against Dallas, and he's had a damn good camp. So, I can't cut F.A. Obata either. I think in terms of, like, their hybrid rushers, he almost had – what do you have, like, four sacks last year? Yeah, no, I, I love Obata. Yeah, he was – He, was he has good, he got good production for for what he is. And now that I think they've got Phil back, Ridgeway's back, you're going to see him play more on the edge. Mm -hmm. And I think he can win with power on the edge. And, like, I think that's the area where I really like him, Matt. All right. 
Now let's look at the opposite end of the spectrum. Any mm-hmm. surprises that you think might make the roster that might shock some fans? Uh, Derek Gore, the running back that they signed from Kansas City. I think they like him a lot. I think they like the way he practices. He's he's like one of those guys that EB doesn't have to coach up. Everyone's talking now about the friction between the coaches and the players, and it's always been there. It's not even a big deal to me because if you ever played football at any level past high school or in high school, you know how it is to get coached. So I hate hearing this shit. Ron's a dumbass. You know what's crazy? I, I feel like you touched on it like a couple months ago when you were talking about how guys were like responding yeah. to practice. That's what exactly. I, that's what I was about to say. So there was a moment after practice during the mandatory minicamp where there was a starter on offense. I was like, man, how does EB expect me to? And it was one of those joints where he messed up. EB wanted him to make a play, and he didn't. And he was complaining. But it's one of those things where you flush football. it as soon as you walk off the. It's football, exactly. So I don't. I don't think it's a big deal. Uh, EB's accountability has trickled down. The defense has got them playing faster. But remind me what you asked me again. Somebody that's. Surprise! Well, you you answered it, Derek Gore. Derek um, Gore. Why do you think Derek Gore, though? Because I think the running back room is interesting. Like, they're going to have to keep four mm-hmm. and then one on the practice squad. And I think I like Jarrett as a runner. And maybe it's because I'm biased as a local cat. I like the way Jared Patterson plays football. And, like, I know Eric Bieniemy be, being a running back, probably look, looks at that situation differently. Like, he runs like a natural back. He finds holes. Mm-hmm. He's, he can get low. He's got creases that he finds. Um, and he's had a good camp too, catching the football. Um, so that that room is going to be interesting. I like Jonathan Williams a lot, but you the numbers game in that room is kind of weird. And I think the most athletic guy is going to end up winning. And I think Derek Gore, in terms of like height, weight, speed, after B. Rob and Gibson, to me, he's the most impressive one. I never understood them drafting Chris Rodriguez. You have no lineman on this on this on this roster that, for terms of depth, and you went out and you spent the developmental pick on a running back. Instead of a position that you desperately need, it was very stupid. And the kid, and I'm not about, you know, guys messing up and being put out of the league, but he had a DUI to start his season last year. He had fumble issues at, at points during his time at Kentucky. So I I don't get why they like him and what they want him for. I thought it was the dumbest pick of the draft. And he, he hasn't had a great camp. Uh, no, he has not. It was a video that went. I, I might cut him. But it was crazy. It was crazy, Linnell. It was a video. Um, I was out there. Um, I think mandatory minicamp, and it was a video where he was struggling to do the ladder drills, and they were like crucifying me for posting the video, like I was the one doing the drill. I'm like, exactly. I, I did not. I did not expect him to be messing up that drill like that. This is an NFL caliber running back. So I mean, that he goes. Runs. I, I give him this. He runs hard. He's got like more burst than I thought. But he just doesn't do anything that stands out to me. Like he's. He's like a hybrid between Gibson and Robinson, and that's not what they need. Yeah, they need a legit pass catching back, another one. Because if Gibson goes down, yeah, then what? B Rob yeah. can catch though, which has shocked me. B Rob has hands, bro. Yeah, B Rob might. He had the best catch of camp to me on the sideline, the one that uh, I think Sam Howell threw it to him on like a rail route, and it was in between two guys, and he toe tapped it and everything. And he bagged Jamin Davis. That's the one thing I want to talk about. Jamin Davis has been getting. Coverage. And I saw camp. Jared do it because you know Jared did him dirty. Oh my yeah, lord! I saw and I'm like that's Jared. Jared shouldn't be doing that to you, bro. <laughs> so I'm really worried about his roster spot. If anything, that fifth year option, no chance they pick it up. He yeah, might as well. He might as well get cut after this year. There's no way. I don't. I don't think they pick up the fifth year option. Um, and I've he's been, honestly I've been, like, I changed my answer. He might be my surprise. <laughs> what if he, if he gets bagged during the preseason and he looks like he no, doesn't have confidence? No. We can't give him the Josh Dawson treatment, bro. We I'm can't. already done with him. How do I? Tr- how can I trust you to wear my green dot 
and call defenses. I can't even trust your ass to drive the speed limit. That's what you got Cam Curl for. You're right. <laughs> Why you paying Cam? You're right. You're right. Thank that's God for that's that's what the 19 million comes in handy, right there. Exactly. That I, yeah, Jameis is a nut, man. Nah, I, I, we've been. We, I've been an advocate for Jameis because I think that he improved over the second half of last year. But yeah, he does have to get his shit together. Like yeah, I'll be man. naive. I'll be naive to mention that. Uh, but it's been an amazing episode. Uh, oh, one thing I want to do before we mm-hmm. get quick takes. Uh, what you think about Emmanuel Forbes, man? Um, and let me tell you why I've said this. And I don't want to. I don't want to start a conundrum in the Washington Commander community. But I love Terry McLaurin, right? And I've always been hesitant for people to put him in that top five. Oh, um, oh listen, listen. I've always been hesitant for that because I need Terry McLaurin to learn how to run a double move. I love his heart. I love I love everything that he does. I think that he's one of the fastest receivers that you will put in the top 10 and things like that. But I think that Emmanuel Forbes has done a like very has held his own against not only Terry McLaurin, but all the receivers in camp. I think that he has the potential to be special. What do you think about Emmanuel Forbes um going into a preseason? I just want to see him tackle. Yeah. Um, I, I think the one thing that we need to that I'm worried about with him that he's doing a lot in camp that you can't really see because there's no refs out there all the time. He uses his hands a lot. Yeah. Um, he's real grabby. Every video they post of him versus Terry, he's grabbing the hell out of Terry. So I want to see him get better just playing with his eyes and trusting his athletic ability. That's the only reason he's using his hands. Like he when you switch and you feel that that speed in the game shift, like you're like, oh, you panic. That's what happened to Rashad Wild Goose last year, which is why I think he's now going to be a much better player because he's gotten used to playing. Mm. But I think Emmanuel Forbes, like, if he can learn how to use his hands, I think, yeah, you're right. He can be a really good player. He breaks on the ball well. Um, I just want to see him hold up in coverage, which is why I thought it was funny they were playing him in the slot during um, the rookie minicamp at times. And I'm like, he'll never play in the slot because he can't run fit. I'm not having him go up. That slot corner, you got to be able to run fit which is why I think they put big Benjamin St. Juice in the slot, partially because of that reason. Um, but, yeah, have I think – Have we seen St. Juice rough it, though? That's my – that's my – he, he puts his face in there, and he's got size. So, I think I give him the benefit of the doubt. Mm-hmm. Um, but Forbes, is, Forbes has been good. I, I just want to see him in real game action. It's hard to evaluate corners when there's no real threat of run in practice. No. You know, and, like, that's my thing. You're, you're bailing it as soon as the ball is hiked, so – all right, cool. And I appreciate that. And to end out this episode, I just wanted to do a couple quick takes to close out this episode. Uh, you've been an amazing guest. Um, so the first one is, who leads the team in touchdown receptions this year? Logan Thomas. All right. All right. I'm not mad at that. Which one's more likely to happen? Chase Young, comeback player of the year, or Emmanuel Forbes, defensive rookie of the year? Oh, that's two things that are very likely to happen. Um Give me Chase, man. I think that that boy is about to be like a uncaged animal. All right. So if you uh, hear the way he talks to practice, bro. It's a swagger that he brings on the field. That it, it, I love. I love it. I love everything about him, bro. I, I honestly can't wait. He's been talking like that all his life, though. I don't know if you know. I love it. Jared Patterson is my little brother's best friend, so I've been okay. around chasing them growing up. Chase has always had the star factor, bro. That's why when you know people talk about him being a bust, and even last year, I was like, he may be cooked. It pains me to say because, like, he's the most marketable player on the team. Like, he's the guy that we wanted when we drafted him in number two. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, let's move on to number three and let's stay in line with Chase. Which one is more likely to happen? Sam Howell, 30 total touchdowns. So that's passing and rushing. Or Chase Young, 15 sacks. Ooh. (laughs) It's hard for Chase to get 15 sacks because, like, I think everyone's going to get a bunch. 
Mm-hmm. You know, so I'll go with Sam because I think I think that's kind of realistic. I don't know what's gonna happen with Sam, bro. Like off eleven completions, I, I'm I think he's got all the tools in the world. I just feel like this offensive line is garbage, and you know how part of partial why they're running the quick game stuff is because the offensive line's bad. Mm-hmm. I think they're gonna run the ball a hell of a lot more than we all expect, which is why they drafted Chris Rodriguez and they want to have injury protection in case a guy gets nicked. But he, all he's got to do is not turn the football over. I don't even want him to have 30 touchdowns. I want him to be efficient. I want him to be the ultimate game manager. Because we'll, if we had that last year, we're a 10-win team. No, I agree. Going back to my Star Risers episode, the number one player on that list was Brian Robinson. Because I yeah. think he's going to be getting about 20 to 25 touches a game. Yep. I told all fantasy owners, I was like, guys, <laughs> got to draft. And yeah, when you your league, come back and thank me. All right, just a couple of more before we wrap out. Um, what's your what's your record prediction going into the preseason? There's a lot of ball to play, but as of right now, where do you have a standing going into the season? Nine and eight, ten and seven. One sure. of those two. I, if you're gonna lock me in, put me at, at at nine and eight. Um, I just I think the defense is gonna take a natural step back because of the quarterbacks that they play this year. They're much better than who you went against last year. Um. I, I'm I'm curious to see what the offense is going to do. If the offense is like improved marketably, they might be in the NFC Championship. Like when I talk about their ceiling versus their floor, ceiling to me is like sounds crazy, and I'm going to get you're going to get clicks off of this headline. So use this when you tease it. Their ceiling is the Super Bowl. In all actuality, in terms of like what their roster is like, one through fifty-three, in comparison to the rest of the NFC, if they can get stable quarterback play and the offensive line isn't a firestorm, the receiver. You, me, and you disagree about Terry. I think he's the guy that maybe benefits from Sam Howell the most because he's got a guy that's going to put it on him. He wins on a routine basis. Like guys can't cover Terry McCorn. Straight, yeah, and straight we haven't straight, had a quarterback absolutely. to get him the football. And I think if he ever gets that, he's going to show he's like a top five to seven guy in the league. But I, I just think offensively they got to hold up their end of the bargain. And then if they do, they can. The sky's the limit, man. The NFC is not some powerhouse confidence like i'm a guy that i want to see jalen hurts duplicate what he did again you know i think he's got one of some of the most pressure on him in all the nfl he's the most insulated quarterback in the league they got a new right guard they got a bunch of new pieces on defense so i think the conference is wide open i'm like a seattle guy i think seattle emerges from the pack and makes it to the super bowl because i love what they did this offseason I love it. No, we don't necessarily disagree on Terry because I think that he has a game. Uh, he has a part of his game that he ne- hasn't necessarily unlocked because of the quarterback play. I think that yeah. Terry can be one of the best deep threat receivers in the NFL. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> Excuse me. He just has to have a quarterback to get the ball. Um, but he still can't run the double move. Like them, them hips is. Them I hips. thought he had a. Was it? Did he beat Jair on a double move last year? He might have. It might happen. Every it might, I get what you mean though. Like it's yeah. No, it's but, not. But, the, yeah. thing, the thing that sets Terry apart is, like, out of all the top ten receivers, outside of, like, Tyreek Hill, he does everything else the fastest, right? Like, his yeah. is fast, his release is fast. No, yeah. Terry, he's a dog, and he's my favorite player on the team. And that wants to lead, that leads me into my last question. Who are the five best players on this roster right now? The five best? It's my last question. In order? Whatever, you put, whatever way you want to put it. Just give I mean, me five. five. John, Duran. John Duran Terry is my obviously a big three. John Duran Terry. John Duran. I didn't Terry. go three because you got you got sticking two, and it's like it's it's a it's a toss up after those three. 
Those three are locked in solidified for sure. Give me Cam Curl. I think okay. I like Cam Curl. I feel like a surprise one. I might say Sam Cosby. I love it. I, I think Sam that. Cosby's gonna have a big year, man. I really I mean, do think this offense like fits the skill for him. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not I'm not mad at it. I think that Sam Cosby is in for at least a Pro Bowl type season. Yeah. Um, but man, you've been an amazing guest. Hopefully we can do it again. Um, yes, sir. Yeah, we gotta do this more, bro. I, my, uh, the schedule is just wacky. I I get it. Being the, I get being it. the pinch hitter guy, so I get it. Trust me, you know I talk to Jeff almost every day, so yeah. I, I know how y'all getting it in over there yeah. at Odyssey, man. And I, I wanted to say I'm proud of you, man. Seeing young people, yes, young black men in the media, yes, man. like I said, this is something I always wanted to do. So seeing people like me do it, um, like you said, we look at the game with a keen eye and yeah. you talk about it and. They say you got hot takes. I just think they real takes. They takes you believing. Yeah, I'll be real, man. I'm not scared. I'm, I'm going to say what they're scared to say. That's what I always say. Hey, hey and that's the youngest in Charles movement, right? Yes, sir. Just like that, man. Movement. I appreciate so, um, it, man. Keep doing on. your thing. Definitely, I, I tap into your your stuff more than I do all the other fan podcasts. Yeah, so if that, that means anything. Yeah, you know what you're talking about. Oh, yeah. I ain't going to lie, man. This community is real fickle, man. I, it's, it's I always true. wanted us to one day just have a big meetup. Of everybody we, in the community. We should. But you know what's crazy? I look for a lot of them during at, at the stadium. Because you know I got season tickets. Mm -hmm. I'll be up there every week. I can't find them, though. Like, like I'm not, oh, not so even, not even the saying that they internet gangsters. I can't find them. them. Like, even just through a simple media, just be like, hey, put your put your face to your name and things like that. Because we are in A lot of y'all be saying some crazy stuff. Like, this this propaganda that Sadiq Charles is going to get cut is the stupidest thing I've ever heard. Yeah, they have I, no depth I, behind Sadiq Charles. Why do you cut him? I, yeah, I, I don't agree with that. And I'm glad you said it because it's literally you don't got to hoop, you don't got to holler. Just say some shit that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. Like the reason that Sam Cosby's going to excel in the scheme is because of his athleticism. And Sadiq, yep. is, Sadiq is real athletic. I just need them calves. Look, I need something. To, I need a. He might yeah, need I don't know what's production. up with him, I don't know what's up with that. I don't know what's Please. up with that. Um, but before we head out, let the people know where they can find you. Um, social media pages. I know you on the airwaves. Just let the people know where they can find you. Um, before we get on up out of here, um, all my social media is N E L L underscore BTP, and I, I feel like that's where you'll find out when I'm on because I don't even know knowing when I'm on, honestly. <laughs> so I just be rolling with the punches, man. Youngest in charge movement. All right, man. Um, like I said, it's football. We finally got a game today. I'm excited. I know you are. Uh, thank you guys for tuning to another episode of the Bleeding BNC podcast. If you're checking this out on audio only platforms, leave a rate and leave a review. Um, especially on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. And like I said at the beginning of the episode, if you're checking us out on YouTube, be sure to like, comment, and subscribe. I'll check in on you guys later. Peace. Sure.